Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? It's Aiden Taco Jones here. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, 24th of April, 2018. I just came off my fucking bike and my leg hurts. It was, it was rough. Like, look. Melbourne has, like, uh, tram lines running down the street, and yeah, and I ride my bike. I ride my bike every day, and we're talking about a bicycle here. I'm not a, a fucking 50-year-old businessman with a midlife crisis. I ride a push bike, and, um, oh, hold up, and, uh, so I'm, like, crossing the street, and it's just wet. I'm not even going that fast, and, like, so sometimes when you cross the street, your, your wheel gets caught in the tram tracks, and it doesn't happen to me, for, I mean, like, it, it'll happen to you, like, one time, because it's fucking terrifying, your wheel gets caught, you come off balance, and then I remember, like, um, uh, 2014 or something, when I used to live in Richmond, and it, I would go up the hill, I'd, like, ride up this hill on the way to work in the morning, and then down, the last bit's, like, straight down, so you get a lot of speed, and it's just, if you go, if you cross the track, on a not quite big enough angle, like if you're almost going parallel to the track, you know, so it like swallows up your wheel. And I remember one morning, like 6.30 in the morning, coming off my bike, um, going across those tracks, and really eating shit hard. And my my bike like went underneath a parked car, and it was terrifying, and it was so cold and all of that. That just happened to me now. And it's like, I mean, what time is it now? It's fucking quarter past three in the afternoon. So that shit happened to me, like, in the afternoon, and it was fine, and I didn't even, I just, I was going real slow, and it was slippery, and that's why it kind of locked in, um, and then I came off, and I slammed my leg against the concrete bit on the tram track, and you know when you, uh, this is the thing about, like, crashing my bike like that, is as soon as I did it, I was, like, looking for someone to blame, because it's, not even embarrassing is the right word, but it just fucking hurt, so I came off, and I was just like, no, like, I'm like, we shouldn't have these! Who, whose fault is this? I'm trying to, like, fucking get angry at someone when it's just, like, it was my fault for, I guess, not paying attention. I don't know. Is it... It's part of my embarrassment, though, that I don't want to admit that I wasn't paying attention. I think I want to blame the rain. Because I... I ride my bike every fucking day. I'm almost scared to, like, um... If I tell someone that happened to me, they'll be like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, like, when I... First started riding my bike around the habit of me a few times as well. And I want to be like, motherfucker, I ride my bike all the time. I'm a bike boy. That's part of my identity. That's who I am. <laughs> I do love riding my bike. How's I went to, um, so on Saturday, um, me and my mate Jackie, we went down to uh, Ceres or Ceres. It's uh, spelled all capital letters, C-E-R-E-S. And I've gotten into talks with people this week when I've been telling people about this. Is it Ceres? Or is it series? Surely that says series, but people are saying series. Like George Cirrus, who I went to primary school with, and he used to... How weird is that? This kid, George Cirrus, that I went to primary school with in year seven, would sit next to me and, and like, grab the inside of my leg in, like, a erotic kind of way. And I think he was doing it to fuck with me, but I think a little bit of him was doing it to be like, hey, what are you into? How weird is that when you're a kid and you're like, am I gay? I don't know. Do I, like, do I let this happen? What's this feeling right now? I don't understand this. Do I, am I enjoying this or is it weird? He used to do that to me. 
<laughs> I wonder if he's out there listening. <laughs> I wonder if he is gay now. That guy had a face like a goldfish, man. That guy had a weird looking set of fucking like uh, prehistoric eyes on him, you know, jutting out the side of his head like uh, like that dude in Ice Age, you know, the sloth with the weird like, they're like bulbs. Anyway, what was I talking about? I went to Ceres on Saturday in the morning, right? So um, woke up, went down to Victoria Street, bought some barn mees. I bought three. I was feeling good. Um, and Jackie lives over in Abbotsford, so she went over there and she was just like to grab her bike. And I was like, oh, I'm going to ride to Victoria Street in Richmond, grab some bar mees. Do you want, I mean, do you want like one or two? She's like, I want one. And I was like, I'm getting two. I'm going to get two for myself. I feel like a big man. Um, so yeah, woke up early, went and did that, rode to Jackie's place. She got her bike, ate our little bar mees sandwiches there. And uh, then rode up Merry Creek on... Her bike was completely fucked. It was okay to ride, but the wheel was, like, worn down to the fucking stitching, man. Um, completely flat. So we rode down there and went up to Ceres, which is... I'm gonna fuck! I've started calling it fucking Ceres! These fucking peer pressure cunts, man. They've changed the way I think. It wasn't Who the fuck was it? I don't even remember. Ceres does feel awkward to say, but it is correct. C-E-R-E-S. Ceres. It's fuck. I'm going to start saying Ceres. I don't care. Ceres. Please beat up friends. <laughs> so, um, we get down there and it's, it's this, uh, community workshop place. There's like gardens and, and fucking, I don't know, some weird hippie cafe that probably serves, like, sticks and kale and shit. But the cool thing that's there is the bike workshop, because it's staffed completely by volunteers, completely free. Um, you go down there with your bike. There's a bunch of old, like, junk bikes there that are just, like, sitting there, and you can go over and strip them for parts and fix your bike. They've got all the tools there. And um, it's really great if you know what you're doing, which I, like, vaguely do... But there are a few things I still don't know about my bike. But uh, we needed to get someone to help Jackie fix her bike because she needed to, like, uh, take her basket off, which meant undoing the headset on the handlebars. And then she had to um, get a new, like, tire and shit from one of the other bikes. And I know, I didn't really know. I didn't really have the patience to sit there and, like, do it all with her. I probably would have done it if it was my own bike. But I was like, let's find someone. And then it's just, it's fucking vicious, dude, because everyone there is in, like, our situation where they're kind of like youngish people looking to just like do a bike up on the cheap and uh, there's only so many volunteers and they're all oh they're fucking weird people the volunteers at that joint man um, a lot of old dudes a couple chicks but like mostly older like 50 60 year old dudes um, and they just kind of roam around free and you got to grab them and like claim them like you got to go just, like, the one dude, Colin, who I, I just, like, fucking, he helped me out um, for, like, two hours back in November. It was great. Um, so I was, like, looking at him, and I was like, that's the fucking guy we want. And they're over having lunch in their little lunch area, so I'm, like, trying not to encroach on their space, but still standing close enough where if anyone comes near me, I'm trying to, like, box them out. <laughs> I'm trying to, like... <laughs> like stand in front of the entrance to their area so as soon as they finish their lunch they come out and I can be like yo need some help right here bro and like just trying to eye off all the other backpackers and, and fucking boyfriends and shit 
of uh, or like you know just like dudes that have come there with girls like I did trying to impress them. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm just trying to be like like king of the hill here. And Colin finally comes through, and I'm like, "Yo, man, needs your help here." Uh, <laughs> just like short of grabbing his fucking arm, um, just like brought him over and showed him what was up with Jackie's bike, and then like. And then was like, by the way, I need some help with my bike. And it was great though, man. We were there for like two hours. Um, I fixed the back spokes on my bike, tightened them up. Some weird dude taught me how to do that. There's like a special kind of rack that you put, you take your wheel off and put it on this rack so it can spin around free from your bike. And then you can see where it's not aligned and you can tighten and loosen the spokes to pull it one way or the other to align it in certain parts of the wheel. And so this guy, this Skeletor motherfucker... Lovely person. Can I just reiterate? They're all so lovely, all the volunteers there. But fuck, they're weird. They're a weird pack of dudes. Um, one of the Skeletor-looking dudes comes over and uh, he starts talking about, like, so these spokes here, they're a team. And then these spokes on the other side of your wheel, they're a team. And you pull this team and your wheel goes this way. And you pull this team and they go this way. And he's just explaining it to me. And after, like, a minute, I get it. But he keeps explaining it for, like, five minutes. And then he, I'm like, all right, thank you very much, man. I really appreciate that. Walk away. And the dude next to me is just like, what the fuck is he talking about with that team business? I was like, I don't know, dude. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I guess they're just used to explaining it to fucking idiots. Maybe that's it. Maybe they're like anyone else who volunteers there. Like to, to volunteer at a place like that, you either A, really love bikes or B, are very, very lonely, you know? And a few of those dudes really love bikes and a few of those dudes are just real weird, lonely cats. And um, there was one guy actually who walked past my bike and he was like, everything all good? And I'm like, yeah, man, just chilling. Uh, I think I've pretty much got all the information I need. So I'm just doing some work for my bike. And he's like, oh, that uh, wheel right there looks pretty worn down. You only get that from doing skids. And I'm like, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> like, sure. And he, it was like he was trying to tell me off <laughs> for doing skids on my fucking bike. I'm like, mate, do you even, if fucking, what kind of a car are you if you, what, what was that? That was a big bang. Did something wild just happened? Oh, was that a crash? Fucking, I can't see. No, surely that person would be out their car if there was a crash. Oh, ow! I just hit my fucking eye on the window. <laughs> Man, it sounded like a big crash, but no one's coming out. I wonder if that... Did you guys hear that on the recording? I wonder if that shows up on the recording. There was like a big bang. I don't know. It wasn't thunder. I don't know. Anyway, fuck, maybe someone died just now. Um... Mm. It was like he was trying to tell me off for, for doing skids on my bike. And I was like, dude, that's fucking... Whatever, man. <laughs> go, go not skid on your own bike, you fucking creep. <laughs> um, yeah, we fixed both our bikes up and then we just went for a glorious ride back down Merry Creek. What a fucking Saturday. And then I went and did my show. And I, it was like my last show. I didn't fly her a cent on Saturday, man. Not a fucking minute. I uh, I did a I did that six fifteen show Laughing Horse. Big shout outs to those guys by the way. Thank you to Alex and and uh, Nick Coppin from Laughing Horse for putting all those shows on, putting me on uh, Perth, Adelaide, and, and Melbourne. That was fucking sick. Sold a bunch of tickets, and so I did that. Did my show, great show, lovely time. Um, the last one, you know, 
and uh, and then I just had this nice moment. I don't know if you guys know that song Twenty Something by Scissor. Maybe I'll put it on at the end of this pod. Such a great song. And uh, after all my audience went out, I had a, a few people there that I was going to chat and hang with. Uh, people from my niece course came through, which is lovely. And uh, they like left the room, and then I just like grabbed my beer and uh, put that song Twenty Something by Scissor on, and just sat on my chair on the stage and was like closed my eyes and just like kind of took it all in you know what a great fucking summer I feel like I love some one of the favorite things that anyone's ever said to me is uh this girl I used to see a few years ago in London said to me you really live your life like it's a movie don't you (laughs) because I like those kind of like romantic cinematic moments you know when you just like you do something because you know it's got it would look good in the movie of your life. Like a hundred percent, I do do that. I remember when I quit. Um, <laughs> I quit this job at at Alpha. I don't know if anyone, any of you guys, ever been to Alpha in um, in Yarraville in Melbourne. It's an awful fucking cafe. I used to do a bit about it about how just everything in there looks kind of nice, but there is an undercurrent of garbage in that place where it's all just shoddily done and quickly done, and it's just cut every fucking corner, employ kids to cut costs. But then I was getting paid. Actually, no, no, maybe you shouldn't badmouth them too much because they were paying me 25 bucks an hour to, <laughs> to do not much. Anyway, um, I fucking hated that job. All the people there were like, you know, just not my kind of people. They were all good people. I couldn't really say a bad word about them. But man, just completely, like it was either, so I, it was me, a 26-year-old guy, comedian, you know, and then all the rest of the staff were like teenage kids working or like old 40, 50 year old women working there, you know? Um, and I just, yeah, I just did not slot into the social dynamic of that place. And after a few months, even with the money, I rocked up the day after Halloween. We had a Halloween party at the house I used to live at. So I'm hungover. I go down there. And I just, like, I'm hating it. And then at lunchtime, I decided to quit. I called my mum. I called Phil. And I was like, I'm fucking quitting. Fuck this job. This sucks. And uh, as soon as I made that decision, I'm just like, fuck yeah, dude. I This job sucks, but I can totally take it. Because I'm walking around in my head just going, come on. Someone just say one thing to me. And I'm walking out right fucking now. <laughs> That's so empowering, man, when you know you're going to leave. And you're like... I kind of hope some douchey shit does go down so I can just leave out of nowhere. Um, But it didn't happen. They were all lovely. And then at the end of the day, I'm doing the dishes and I just say to the guy, I'm like, hey, man, uh, after I do this, when I finish this shift, I'm done. I I quit. I'm not coming back. And he he stopped, stood in front of me and like with his mouth open, he was like, oh, oh." I I mean, can I ask why? (laughs) I was just like, yeah, this sucks. I hate it. <laughs> oh, it felt so good. And then this is the cinematic bit was I was so stoked to have finished. And that's right. That night, while I was doing those dishes, fucking my friend Michaela called me, who I used to have a massive crush on at the time. So I was super excited about that as well. And I was like, oh, uh, she goes, um... Uh, do you like Ronan Keating? I was like, the, you know, the guy who does that, the smile on your lips says you know that you need me and the truth in your heart says you'll never leave me. That song, 
What is it? Uh, there's a touch in your hands when I catch you Whenever I fall You say it best, say it best When you say nothing at all I think that's his song Anyway, fucking whatever. He does some... He's a fucking idiot. He used to be in boy bands in the 90s. She was like... <laughs> she was like, do you like Ronan Keating? And I was like, sure. And she goes, I just got free tickets to see him tonight. Do you want to come? And I was like, I just quit my job. Absolutely yes. Unequivocally yes. <laughs> and... uh I was so excited and I knew people would be hanging out back at my house after the party that I, w- I was in like dress shoes for some reason and I ran from work back to West Footscray. It's like fucking, it's like a, a like 4K, 5K run and I just ran all the way back because I wanted it to be like I ran away from that place. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That in the movie of my life, that would be like, in that moment, he knew he had to leave. And then just a cut shot to me, just running down the street. (laughs) Fuck yeah, man. I live my life like it's a fucking movie. Um, And that's what I did Saturday night after my last show. I sat there in the spotlight and uh, it was really nice, actually. I noticed the dude working in the bar, one of the bar staff was like clearing out the room. And uh, I was sitting there in the spotlight with that song playing and my eyes closed. And he definitely saw me because it's a small room, but he didn't say anything. He wasn't like, oh, you right, taco? He just kind of let me have the moment, which is nice of him. Good for you, Ollie. Is it Ollie? Kieran. One of those two. It's the same guy, but I can't remember his name. <laughs> mm. Man, that, um, that Ronan Keating concert... Was uh, oh actually before I do that all right I'll I'll fucking I'll close the pod with that story no I won't I've still got a bit left so what I should say before I go any further is I did not get nominated for the best newcomer and I was fucking real bummed about it on the night especially because like my friend Lewis Garnham a fantastic comedian got nominated and I'm super happy for him but when the nominations were read. I was, like, sitting there waiting to hear my name, and I just never heard my name. And then, like, he, I think he was fourth or fifth, and he got nominated, and everyone around me, all of our friends, were like, yeah! And he was so happy, and I just was sadder and sadder realizing that I didn't get nominated, you know? And it was, made it so hard to be happy for him. Um, ugh. And, like, you know, came home that night and just... I was so bummed. The next morning, I went to, uh, I went to Nice to fucking school and even then I I fell asleep at the start of class because I was out late and for no reward so I was very unhappy and then at the start of class like it was fucking finance I was so tired and I just sat on my chair and like put my head back over the edge of the chair over the back of the chair and just fell asleep like there with my mouth open I was so fucking tired and uh and in a bad mood and not even willing to really, like, focus and study, you know? But, um... At recess? I'll call it recess. Which <laughs> is a bit of fun. We have two breaks. There's, like, a 45-minute break for lunch and then there's a short 20-minute break. Let's call it recess. Have fun with your life, you know? I uh, I went and got a coffee and pepped myself up a bit and then I told a couple people in the class, like, oh, I didn't get nominated for this award last night. I was really hoping that I would. And, and it's best newcomer, right? So it's like the first, 
like just your first show, you only get one chance to go at it. And I was like, I didn't get nominated for best newcomer, and so I was just like, oh, you know, it's always next year, right? <laughs> and I was like, not at all. It's best newcomer. <laughs> that but that fucking made me laugh. That was sick. Just like sucked in idiot trying to make me feel better. Well, guess what? It gets worse. <laughs> that was the greatest. Mm. Yeah, fuck people trying to make me feel better. Let me wallow. There's something to that. It's nice to wallow, you know? It's nice to just... I did kind of feel like that, man. I was just... I, a few people were... It was weird. The weird push and pull of it where, like... People would be like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm not okay. I'm really sad. And they'd be like, oh, you're allowed to be sad. And it's like, well, all right, stop asking me if I'm okay then. I'm not okay. I'm clearly, I'm not okay. I'm bummed. So shut up. Anyway, if I'd done this podcast on Thursday, I would have been able to conjure up more real anger about that and because I'd felt it. But I honestly, like, I don't really feel that bummed anymore, which is nice. It can't, After the gig that night, I, oh, I was also bummed. Because I had 10 people sold for, for Wednesday night. So I was like, I don't even have a good fucking show to like pet me up and whatever. But I did the show to 10 and it was so great. It was the loveliest show. Um, maybe one of the best shows of the run. Like those people were just so nice. And I think that I, I didn't say like, oh, I didn't get nominated. But uh, I did, I guess, just probably go on with this air of like humility and whatever about me. And I think that must have been very endearing from the get-go, um, yeah, so that was fucking great, and then pretty much as soon as that was decided, I was like, you know what, I got Thursday, Friday, Saturday left of this run, I'm just really going to enjoy it, um, oh, so great, (sighs) it's raining right now, God, I love that, sitting inside when it's raining, I want to, let me look out the window again and see if there actually was a crash out there, but Kyle, is still there or not? Nah, definitely not. No crash. Sorry to disappoint, guys. No crash. Maybe after the pod, I'll walk out there myself and see if anything's gone down. But so far as I can see, it ain't nothing. Um, what are we on right now? 22. <laughs> if anyone's uh, listening to this every week, whenever I stop and I sing those little songs to myself, do I sing the same tune every time or do I sing a different thing? It's like my grandpa, I don't know if I've said this on the pod before, but my, my grandpa yawns when he, uh, sings when he yawns. He goes, Oh God, I just made myself yawn. Um, I don't really do that, but I think I sing in spaces because I don't like, you know, that quietness or whatever. Um, all right, I want to tell this uh, Ronan Keating story. So that that night, after I quit my job at Alpha, this was like November 20, 2016. This was in a, a period of time for like 10 months when I had fucking nine... I reckon I had nine jobs in 10 months. Code Black Coffee, Alpha, um, a place in West Brunswick, uh, Hash in town... I worked one day for the workers' food room in town. That's five. Um, oh, where else was it? Fucking, there was um, Dingo and Fitzroy. 
I re- there were definitely a few more. I had no. I remember counting. I had nine jobs in in fucking ten months. What an absolute joke of a person! And I got fired so many times and they quit. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, that's right. And uh, and um, Fandango and uh, uh, True Track Cafe, which is there's True Track Cafe in North Melbourne, is a hundred percent a front for some illegal activity. It's in a like a, a workshop, like a car workshop or whatever. Uh, garage. What what do you call that shit? When you go and fix the car, make a better time. Um, and then there's a cafe in front. And the only patrons are like the few people who walk past and they can't tell that it's going to suck. And the North Melbourne Kangaroos Football Club. (laughs) Fucking dudes who go play footy on the TV professionally every week and they go there as a routine the day before match day every week. How fucking weird is that? Because they're training facilities nearby. and Oh, man. The dude that runs it is very strange. And I was getting paid $17.50 an hour. That's like that's like high school wage. That's fucked up. And uh, when, I, when I fucking quit that place, I remember going down. I just got my job at the Backstreet Cafe uh, in Fitzroy. So I was like, oh, finally, I can quit that $17.51. And I went past and I'm just like, hey, bro. I called across the street. I was like, oi, Sam. And he's like, yeah, Taco, what do you want? And I'm walking over to him, and I'm like, oh, dude, like, sorry, man, I, I quit. I got a better job. And he was like, yeah, don't worry about it, mate. Hey, look at Davo over here. <laughs> so one of his Greek mates rides out of the cafe on a fucking motorbike. <gasps> Just fucking guns off down the street. He didn't give a fuck that I was quitting. That <laughs> guy was a maniac. <laughs> like dude his mate's like drunk like probably gonna fucking put himself down on that motorbike and kill himself and he's just like eh! anyway so um Alpha was like the first job yeah I reckon that was the first no it was the second job that I got and uh when I got back from the UK and I just was like not feeling it oh that's right no I've already told that fuck Jesus Christ get it to fucking gather I like a nice little fucking hyphenated in the middle of a word. Get it to fucking gather. So I quit that job and uh, Michaela calls me and then we go to Ronan Keating. It was at Hamer Hall, right? Michaela works at QT, this sick uh, hotel in town. And I guess Ronan Keating was staying there and his manager saw her out the front do it because she's like the concierge or whatever out the front all made up and dancing and shit. And the manager was like, you're cool. Do you want to come to Ronan Keating tonight? She was like, sure. Why not? And uh, called me because she was like, Aiden will appreciate how silly this is. So we get there, Hamer Hall, and it's like not even sold out. That's what was brutal. It was like two-thirds full. Hamer Hall's big, like 3,000 seats. But like if you're playing that, you want to sell it out, surely. You want to play a venue that you can sell out, not play something that you can two-thirds fit. Like he really overextended himself by the looks of it on the tour. And, uh, like I said before, so he was in, like, Boys to Men or Boy Zone or something, um, in some boy band in the 90s. And before the show, the show's already started, but we're like, we don't fucking care. We got free tickets. We don't need to see the start of the show or anything. So we, um, go to this bar around the corner and we get shots of, uh, that Kraken tequila. And, uh, is it tequila or scotch or rum? Uh, maybe it's rum. Kraken rum, whatever. And, uh, we do shots and then we're talking to the bartender 
and we're like, oh man, like, how funny is this? We're about to go around the corner to Ronan Keating to fucking, like, we got free tickets. And this guy, Irish dude, is just like, don't you, fo- you fucking talk and smack about Ronan Keating there. Don't you fucking say a bad word about that man. He's our fucking countryman. He's a fucking hero back home. <laughs> and I'm just like, sorry, dude. I don't respect him. Whatever. Um, we leave in a hurry. Go there and, like, the the theatre is like the theatre's like uh yeah, two thirds full, full of just like fifty year old women and and like forty year old gay men. There's like a gay couple a couple rows in front of us that are like legit having the time of their lives. They're screaming, crying, hugging each other, kissing. <laughs> Me and Michaela are just like, eh, this is pretty good, I guess. I can get down with this and um like, towards the end, like, he starts telling all these stories, and he's telling stories about how it was when he was in Boyzone, or, or boy, boy Champ, or fucking Boy Tower, or whatever the name of that band that he was in. <laughs> boy Boy! <laughs> um, boy Box. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, we we fucking get... Uh, in my mind, there was, there was an intermission. <laughs> there was no intermission. We just left halfway through <laughs> to go get more drinks, even though we we're enjoying it, because we we're just like, I don't fucking care that much about this. <laughs> That's so funny to me that in my head there was an intermission, but there was no actual intermission. Um, we go back to the place, but by this point, we're like really sold on him. And uh, we go to get more shots, and I'm like, dude, the, to the Irish bartender, I'm like, dude, fucking Ryan King's actually really good. And he's like, didn't believe me. His and national pride was like too injured. He was like, don't you be fucking lying to me there, lad. Don't you be gassing me up there. <laughs> and uh, we go back, and he's playing. As we walk in, he starts telling a story about how um, no, that's right, he start, He just starts playing, uh, Father and Son by Cat Stevens, it's like, one of my favourite fucking songs ever, and, uh, he, like, plays the song, and I'm, like, to Michaela, like, oh my god, he's playing Father and Son by Cat Stevens, and I'm, like, screaming, I'm, like, singing all the words, it's not time to make a change, just relax, take it easy, you're still young, that's your fault, there's so much you have to know. And uh, I'm not going to sing the rest because no one cares. Um, I do that and then and like I'm like fucking loving it. And then he tells this story at the end about how when he was in, uh, when he was in uh, Boy Map, <laughs> that, was, that was their first song. They like covered that, like the record label like got them the rights to that song or something and they covered it and it was a big hit for them and it went on the B-side to their album, and then it went on the main thing of their album, and and then years later, he got to record a song with Yusuf Islam, which is what Cat Stevens changed his name to all those years later after he converted to Islam and, and uh, decided that he wasn't allowed to play music and then came back. And he was just, like, just this amazing story. He was such a great storyteller, you know? He did another song where it was just, like, trying to recapture the feeling of, like, writing music in his living room with him and his wife in Dublin, and, ah, oh, it was just so fucking great, and by the end, we were, uh, 
we were singing all these like he had some song where he was like you'll be back like as in like you're gonna come and see my show again because i won you over and like he really did you know he really did win the fucking audience over man he was so charismatic i was telling people about that show for weeks afterwards it was an incredible performance and he did an encore, and me and Michaela like went up to the front, and we're dancing, and we're like, "Yay, we'll be back!" And look, I'm never gonna see him again. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm not going to fucking Ronan Keating again. But god damn it, if that wasn't a good fucking concert, man. The skills, like as a as a performer, I can appreciate the the skill of like winning over an audience that probably a fair few people would have been thinking like us at the start of the show, like, "What's this gonna be like?" You know, who's this guy? Am I a real fan? Or, like, is it just something to do? I don't know. I feel like there would have been a lot of skepticism in that room. And he really beat it down and crushed. He crushed to a two-thirds full Hamer Hall, which is no mean feat, you know? Very impressive. Anyway, I reckon that's it, man. That's uh, Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Thanks to everyone who came to my show in Melbourne, man. It was a phenomenal run. Uh, You guys are the best. All my friends who came, people who didn't know me, if you listen to this, thank you for fucking searching me out. Um, Tell some people about this podcast, man. If you like it, I'm going to be hopefully stepping up some, uh, you know, like fucking the promotion on it, hopefully getting some more guests in the next few months. (sighs) And other than that, uh, I hope you're having a sick day, man. How you ain't say you was moving forward? Honesty hurts when you get older. I gotta say I miss the way you need me. Yeah. Why you ain't say you was getting bored? Why you ain't say I was falling short? How you leave me out so far away? How could it be twenty something all alone still? From love, wish you were here. Oh. Stuck in them twenty somethings. Stuck in them twenty somethings. Good luck on them twenty somethings. Good luck on them twenty somethings. God bless these twenty somethings. Hoping my twenty somethings won't end. Hoping to keep the rest of my friends. Praying the twenty somethings don't kill me. Kill me with Took us so long to separate I feel It's permanent Like a riptide This time Waves crashing fast I try Think of the past Please stay Good luck on them 20-somethings Good luck on them 20-somethings
20 somethings won't end. Hoping to keep the rest of my friends. Praying the 20 somethings don't kill me, kill me. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. 